Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. The kitchen. I will go to the kitchen. And although some recipes I cannot read, still I'm sure I can do everything I need. This show, Cooking in the Dark, it is the key. He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Holy smoly, guacamole! Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings, and I'm going to introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. Yay! I'm clapping for myself. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. We are back. Oh, my God. So, listen, y'all. You need to go, if you missed last week's show... Show number 369. That's crazy. Plus, I like that number, you know, 3 plus 6 equals 9, or 9 minus 3 equals 6, or 3 squared equals 9, you know, something like that. Oh, well, it's just threes. Baseball, 369. Oh, speaking of baseball. What? Looks like you and I might have to be putting a little side bet here on who cleans the kitchen in a couple weeks. To uh, see the the Astros are the number two seed yeah. going in the playoffs, yeah. and if everything holds, guess who's going to be the number three seed? The Sox. Oh, the old Red Sox. We should be with number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the crazy Indians, man. Those crazy dudes. Oh, They're God. they've won. Those crazy Indians have won like twenty nine out of thirty one games or something. Something I, ridiculous. Yeah, I suppose we we'll have to give it to them. Yeah. yeah, they're rolling. But <laughs> if we start the playoffs, we will be playing you guys in the oh, first round of the playoffs. Really? In yeah, Boston yeah. or in Texas? Uh, both. <gasps> Ooh, how exciting. We'll, we'll play a couple here and a couple there. So I'm thinking if you can get down to the stadium, maybe hop in one of the bags, <laughs> you know, with the equipment, you know, you can you can get into the stadium and then tell me which door you're at and I, you can open the door and I can sneak in too. Hey, how come I'm getting the tough part of this gig? What's this? You got, you got, all you got to do is get in the, the Fenway and get in. You're cute. Just blink and wink your eyes a little bit, you know. If you got to slink off and get the door open, let me in. <laughs> That'll be fun. We'll see what happens. Fall baseball. I like it. But anyway, getting back to 369, y'all. Yes. Beer bread. We made that beer bread. It was was delicious. that good or was, or was mm. that good? And then the, uh, the honey butter that we made to go with it. Yes. You know, we had a little extra left over after the show, you know, once mm-hmm. we got off, ooh, everybody from munching got them away, got some saved, put away. But I guess what I used that on when I took it home with me, because yes, I did took it home. It was good. <laughs> All right, share. Put it on. Um, we nuked, uh, we nuked, microwaved a, uh, a, a sweet potato. Ooh, that must have been tasty. You know, wash it, of course, cut it in half, microwaved it, cut it in half, open it up, and then we put that honey butter on it. Oh, sweet potato is pretty good on its own. I like it just by itself. You know, a little, maybe a little cinnamon on it, a little brown mm-hmm. sugar, or maybe just nothing. But with that honey butter on there, oh, it was good. So that's why when we went and picked up the supplies for the, for the shows today, you know, because we're going to be making ribs today, y'all. Y'all are going to, ribs, I said it, yeah, pork ribs. 
I got some sweet potatoes too because I was like, ah, we got a little bit of honey butter left. <laughs> Ooh, all right. So that was show 369, y'all. You need to check it out if you didn't listen to it. Beer bread, so easy. Very few ingredients. Just mix it all up, throw it in the oven, it comes out. Ah, oh, an awesome loaf of bread. Good stuff. But today we're going to be making ribs. Ribs, ribs, ribs. Pork ribs. And we'll talk about that. We're going to do them on the grill, nice and easy and stuff. But remember we were talking about raw honey? Oh, my gosh. I just bought my, my jars of raw honey. How delicious is that? It's excellent. Yeah. Y'all, there's a, a, a boat rental place up here in Houston on Herman. Uh, it's on a little lake by Herman Park and everything. And this kid was working there over the summer. And, you know, he's in charge. And the manager had gone to lunch. And he's folks rented a boat anyway you know all the boats are out there sailing around everything's good and you know you, you rent them for an hour and come in and all that stuff and pretty soon this boat's not coming in so the, the kid grabs a megaphone and goes down to the edge of the water and says boat 99 boat 99 you need to come in your time's up boat 99 please come back to the dock your time's up so a few minutes pass you know about 10 minutes and boat 99 still out in the water the kid's like oh what's going on here so he goes back down the water, and he's hollering, Boat 99, you're going to be charged overtime if you don't return to the dock immediately. We're going to charge you overtime if you don't return to the dock immediately. Well, the manager walks up about the time and hears that, and he he walks down there and says, there's a problem. And the, the kid goes, what's that? And he goes, we only have 75 boats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, we'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Don't go anywhere. We're going to do ribs. And let me ask you this. Do you know the difference between baby back ribs and spare ribs? Stay with us and you will. Cooking in the Dark. We'll be right back. Now here's more of the show with Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. We're out on the, of the studio here with our beautiful grill. We're going to be doing these ribs on the grill, slow cooking them. And uh, I just want to get everything kind of set up and going here. This is awesome. Woo, you can hear those beautiful wind chimes in the background. They're really blowing today. So we're going to smoke these too y'all so um let me get my little i've got a little tray that i actually made for smoking it's nothing more than a beer can oh i read something pretty funny you know what a, a um a beer recipe is no a beer recipe is any recipe that you can cook confidently and completely while drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, I read that in the, the uh, Barbecuer's um, Dictionary. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm like, woo, that's cool. I like that. I'm going to have to remember that. Is that a beer-friendly recipe there? <laughs> <laughs> so to make this, all I did was took my beer can mm -hmm. and split it down one side from top to bottom and I'd split it right where the um, where you open it you know where the opening is to drink out of okay. so after of course it's empty right <laughs> and I just cut it top to bottom there and then across the top and the bottom on each side of the cut I cut about an inch over left and right of each side and then I open those flaps up now do that carefully so you don't cut yourself but I open those flaps up 
like a little book. So I use now what I do is I put my wood chips in this can. Uh, I set um, this down in the bottom near my heat source mm -hmm. so that as our grill is on, it'll heat these wood chips up and cause them to burn and smoke. And we're just using pecan chips so that it'll cause the inside of the grill to fill with smoke. So voila, it turns the grill into a smoker. How about that? I like it. Very creative. I do, too. Put those there. Let me get the brush here. I've got a grill brush. We probably won't need this much because we're going to be using the rib rack. It's kind of a habit I have of just brushing my grill. And I'll do this after we cook, too. If I cook anything on it, I'll turn the heat up to high and just let it blast for a little bit on high for about two or three minutes to get it really hot, and then I'll brush it down and turn it off. And then I'll brush it down again after it cools. So let me get the heat going so we can start getting our grill warmed up and ready here. And do you just lay the, the rib, like, right on the rack? The rib rack is, um, <laughs> it allows you to stand the ribs up. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Which is awesome. So the ribs will actually stand up. So talking about this, the, the grill rack, y'all, it's basically about a foot long about eight inches front to back mm -hmm. and then it's got pieces that stand up dividers that stand up on it about four and a half inches tall okay so you it creates slots okay going left to right mm -hmm. across the foot wide part that you actually just lay put your ribs in the slots your slabs of ribs and it stands them up and it holds them standing up so that you don't have to lay them flat. And so you can get more ribs on your grill. I mean, this thing will do one, two, three, four. I could put five slabs of ribs in here standing wow. up. Oh, okay. If you were to lay the slabs down flat, I could probably only do three. Right. And by holding them up in the air, too, it allows the smoke to get around them and get into them better. So pretty awesome stuff. So let me get this grill fired up here. We're going to go ahead and turn the heat up to about medium-high to get started. Eh, we'll go down to about, yeah, about medium because we'll have time to get it warming up. It'll have time to warm up while we fix our ribs up. The grill's ready to go. The rib rack is in place. So let's um, talk about our ribs. Now, we ask the question, what's the difference between baby backs and spare ribs? Let me go a little bit further with that. What's the difference between spare ribs and St. Louis-style ribs? Anybody know? Hold your hand up if you know. <laughs> I, I think we're we're sitting with oh yeah radio that's right. waiting no 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 we're just <laughs> yes we're waiting for you to tell us well I'm waiting for somebody to give me a hundred dollars you always have these amazing aspirations I... <laughs> no I do <laughs> we'll say wow what's it like living your world <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and Alice and all the other fantasy people the Easter Bunny. <laughs> 
So let's talk about the ribs. How many ribs? You know the answer to this one, Cheryl. I do. How many ribs does a pig have? I have no idea. Tell me. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay, so I'm just cutting open the pack, our packages of ribs here. So ribs, the, the rib rack, ribs are on a pig are like ribs on a huge one. They go from the chest, the sternum, around to the backbone. Now, baby backs are the little part of the rib cage that are closest to the backbone. Spare ribs... The longer, the longer, flatter ribs. The baby backs are the shorter, smaller ribs, rib bones, that is, mm-hmm. that are curved. Okay? Mm-hmm. The spare ribs are the longer, flatter, straighter ribs. So when, at, when the, the butcher takes the pig and makes the ribs, he actually uses a bandsaw to cut the baby backs off of the ribs, okay, the big rib cage, if you will, right. and that creates the baby backs. So the baby backs are going to be shorter, they're going to be smaller, and they're going to be curved. That's how you can tell a baby back. Spare ribs are the longer, flatter part of the rib. Now, if you want St. Louis style, say you're going to be buying ribs, and you They've got spare ribs or they've got St. Louis-style ribs. Hmm, what's the difference in those? We know what the difference is between the baby backs and the spare ribs, but St. Louis-style ribs, now when they do the spare ribs, the spare ribs, of course, go down to the sternum. So when you buy a slab of spare ribs, they will have part of the sternum, the breastbone of the pig, still on the end of the ribs. Hmm. Okay. St. Louis-style ribs have that removed. So they actually cut the sternum off. That's it. That's the difference. So baby backs, St. Louis-style, and spare ribs. St. Louis-style are basically the same thing as spare ribs, except that sternum is cut off. And that's where the... um, That's where the, the, the beef, the, the rib tips come from, is that piece of sternum, that, that cartilage that's right in there. So if you buy spare ribs, what you want to do is you want to cut that, you want to cut that sternum off before you cook them. So if you'll go to the widest part of the rib, and usually count over on two, three, usually the fourth rib is the longest okay. on a slab of ribs. And if you go down that, follow that rib down to where it meets the sternum, find the soft spot there. There's a little soft spot where the cartilage is at, and that's what you want to cut. You want to cut that away on, on, on the fibers. I guess there's about seven or eight ribs that connect, you know, to the sternum there. Mm-hmm. Cut that away and cut the sternum off, and guess what? You've got St. Louis-style ribs. Now, usually St. Louis-style ribs are more expensive, of course, because they have to be cut. But it's just, you know? it's, it's like one little cut. Uh-huh, it's just one cut. But that's the difference between a spare rib and a St. Louis style and a baby back. So when you hear like these restaurants advertising baby backs, you know that's a smaller rib. Sure. You know if you hear them advertising spare ribs, and before they serve the spare ribs to you, they're going to cut that sternum off. Okay. But the spare ribs, when they do that, you might still have little pieces of 
you might have a little bit of cartilage down there. Huh. So that's it. That's all the difference is. So here we go, y'all. I've got my ribs out. Now, some people will take the, on the inside of the rib. The, the outside is the meaty part. You can really feel that. The inside, sometimes there is a clear, a little thin, shiny membrane there. That, and the debate is on whether take it off, leave it on. It doesn't really matter. Some people say if you take it off, your, your ribs will smoke better. If you leave it on, they won't smoke because uh, that's nonsense. It, it's not going to matter. So is and okay. if if you leave it on, does it sort of just like cook into the meats? Yeah, it's it'll no cook in and it's edible. Yeah, yeah, it'll cook in and you can eat it. It's not going to hurt you. Okay. You know, so and to peel that off, whew, you ever tried to peel a sticker off of a window, uh, I can... <laughs> or a sticker off of a piece of paper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, start start on Tuesday and have it done on the following four. You know, right. on the following Friday. <laughs> it's kind of tough, so I just leave it on there and let it do its thing. So, all right, y'all, we've got our grill firing up. Now, I'm not going to put a rub on these. When we were down in St. Croix, God bless the people in St. Croix, y'all. They got hammered by Hurricane Marie. We were all doing our happy dance here because Hurricane Irma missed them. Right. But, whoo, Marie didn't. 175-mile-an-hour sustained winds. As I'm talking, I'm putting fresh ground pepper all over our ribs here. So, hunt at 4-mile-an-hour sustained and 137-mile-an-hour gusts. But craziness, craziness. We went to the chicken, you know? Mm -hmm. We ate those delicious ribs, and that's when I'm like, man, i got to step my game up. So I started researching how they did them. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they uh, did just salt and pepper, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and a little garlic powder, and that was it. So that's what we're using here. We're gonna we're just putting some fresh cracked pepper on our ribs. I'm gonna put a little kosher sea salt on them, kind of rub that in a little bit, and then we're gonna take them out and put them on the grill in our rib rack. Close the lid, put it on low heat, and we're gonna use the old two two one method today. Two twenty one, two hours smoking. Then we're gonna wrap them in foil. And add a little sauce, a little special sauce we'll make. Keep it simple. Just going to be ketchup, chili powder, and 57 sauce, if you can imagine that. And we wrap them in foil for another two hours. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And believe me, I've already test driven this. this, Yeah. Ribs, I don't mind test driving that. I'll make them three (laughs) or four times. I better try that again. And then you pull them out and you go one more hour back on the smoker. Just letting them get smoked again, and that will help brown them up a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good, y'all. going to be good. So I've got the pepper. Remember, we're using the 2-2-1 method. Mm-hmm. And this is a beer-friendly recipe. 
I think all barbecue recipes are beer friendly. <laughs> I, I think if if you <laughs> if you played if you played your cards correctly, almost any recipe could be beer friendly. Should be. Yeah. Maybe not uh, Anna's Foster. Well, you know, you can experiment. <laughs> I just had a flashback of Will Ferrell. I mean, not Will Ferrell, the, uh, the episode of Will Smith, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air when he was going to make Bananas Foster. In the next scene, the firemen are leaving the whole oh, kitchen. Because, no. <laughs> you know, if a little bit of rum in there is good, he put a whole lot in. <laughs> All right. So I just put the salt on. Kind of rub that in a little bit. Kind of pat it in, rub it in. Pork, the other white meat. A little garlic powder, not a lot, just a touch. We are good to go. Okay, let's go back outside. We'll take these out. Put these on, and again, we're going to let them go for about two hours. So it'll be two hours for us, but it'll just be a few minutes for y'all because it's radio time. We're just going to take these ribs. Stand them up in our rib rack. There's one. There we go. Close the lid. Turn our heat down to low because we just want a lo low, slow heat. So there we are. We're done with step one. Let me get back in the studio. Okay, I'm back. <sighs> it's nice to be inside in the AC. So we're going to take a little break, y'all. Let our ribs cook. Again, two hours on a medium low grain. And we'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Don't go anywhere. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. We're back. So let's go. Our ribs have been slow cooking out here, smoking. Let me go pull these off the grill. And then we'll mix up our sauce. Get these wrapped with foil and get them back on so the magic will happen. Mm-mm-mm. Smells good, y'all. Yeah. Okay, these back inside. Get our sauce on them. Get them wrapped up. And then let the magic happen. The magic I'm talking about, y'all, is seems like when you wrap these in foil or butcher's paper, be it the ribs, brisket, whatever, 
and put them back on and just let them slow cook for another couple hours hour and a half or so they really become tender and that's what we're looking for Wow, so you can wrap this in butcher's paper and it won't burn or anything? Mm-hmm. Butcher's paper works because you're at such a low temperature. Okay. You know, you're cooking at such a low temperature. So let's get our... Sauce. Sauce mixed up here. All right. We're going to need a, about a half a cup of 57 sauce, depending on how much you want to make. Oh, that, that holds memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 57. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I felt very sophisticated that I was uh, putting 57 on a steak. Well, yeah. I was like, woohoo, I'm at the big girl's <laughs> table. <laughs> and then we want to add about a cup of ketchup. And now about... Two tablespoons, I'm sorry, a tablespoon, excuse me, of chili powder. Nice. Okay. We're going to whisk all this up together. Get a fork here. Does it matter if you use a fork or an actual whisk? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, a fork, you just want to get it all mixed up. Okay. Um, usually when you use a whisk, you use a whisk a lot for eggs or things you want to add You want to add air to. Okay, yeah, and this isn't, you're right. In this, in this case, you really don't want to aerate it, but, right. I mean, if you have a whisk, whisk it up. If you have a fork, you have a spoon, whatever. You just want to mix up. Get the, get the, the ketchup, the chili powder, and the... The 57 all mixed up together. Cool. And, and you're putting this back on the same rack you took it off of? Mm -hmm. When I put them back on the grill, mm -hmm. I will actually just put them lay them flat. I won't have to put them back on the rack. Oh, okay. Because it's next method because they don't need to be... We want them on the rack so they're open and they've got room around them, air around them, so the smoke that's going to fill the pit, you know, from our little wood chipper that we made, mm -hmm. our wood chip, you know, the wood chips we put in, so that smoke has room to get in, infiltrate them all. Mm, these smell delicious. So I'm laying them on the foil. Now I'm going to take... Some of our sauce. You don't want to flood them, okay? You just want to coat them, basically. Almost as if you were making a sandwich, you know, and just putting some mayo or mustard on your bread. Okay. So you're doing both sides then? Yeah. Okay. going to do both sides. Get down in the cracks if there's any. Mm-mm-mm. And isn't the meat sort of warm, hot? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's all, they're cooked nice. Okay. You can tell, I mean, when I pulled them off the the, the grill, mm -hmm. when you put them on, they're all wicky-washy. You know, they're all 
weeble wobbly, <laughs> like raw meat will be. So here I'm bringing up the two pieces of foil to an end together, both sides, and just kind of folding it over. You don't want to go real tight, but you don't want to be loose. Folding it over all the way down the seam. So I brought the two ends together on the two sides, mm -hmm. and then I just kind of folded them over two or three times. Okay. So they kind of sealed. Now the ends, we'll do the same thing. We'll just fold the ends over. Okay. Kind of roll those up, give them a couple rolls. And that way, too, squish it down, fold them over and fold them over. This is going to really lock in the moisture. Mm -hmm. You said this is a 2-2-1. Yeah, so we did. We smoked about two hours. Right. We're going to put them in now wrapped up in foil for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Probably more like an hour and a half. Okay. The longer you do it, now some people don't like this step because they say they get too mushy. And you can do that. If you leave them in too long, they will get mushy. I've done that with a brisket before. I left a brisket in too long, and uh, it did, you couldn't even slice it. It just fell it just apart. just fell apart, yeah. And that's too, too moist, too soft. I would have gotten thrown out of a brisket competition. <laughs> But aren't there biscuits? What you'll end up with these, what you want these to do, Cheryl, is when you, we want them to be tender enough that you can just pull them apart. Okay. But not so tender that you pull the bone out. Okay. Mm-hmm. About, you know, um, it's, it's a pretty small line, but I mean, if you get to the point where you pull the bone out, that's all right. Yeah. So, but I, I thought I, I've heard people talk about cooking brisket for like 16, 20 hours. I mean, yes. Because they're so thick. Briskets okay. are probably three or four inches thick. Okay. So you cook them real slow for most of them 12. Again, depending on what temperature you are. Mm -hmm. I usually smoke mine for about um, 45 minutes a pound. Okay. Okay. So if you get a 10 or 12 pound brisket, you're talking about nine or 10 hours smoking it. Mm -hmm. And then you wrap it in foil and I go for half the time. So if I smoke it for nine or 10 hours directly, then I will wrap it and, and do half of that time. Mm-hmm. With it wrapped up. Oh wow! So that's that's like a, a dedication. <laughs> it's an all day thing. Yeah. yeah now, if you get some of these guys that use the true purists that use the wood smokers, mm -hmm. where you have to be sitting there watching the smoker, you have to be regulating the temperature. I mean, for a, a blind person to do that, that's um, kind of hard unless you have. I mean, you've got to have an accurate thermometer that you can read. Right. You know, and if you have that, man, go go to it. But with those, I mean, you you know, you start learning how much wood to throw on every so often to keep the temperature consistent in mm -hmm. the smoke because you've got to keep the temperature about the same the whole time you're smoking them. That's why these electric smokers are so nice. They're like this gas grill. Right. The temperature is going to stay consistent. That makes sense. I mean, if, if I was going to do something like that, I'd, I'd like the option to like have it do that 9, 10 hour or like overnight. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. And then... So and I, a lot of times, I wouldn't like, want to wood anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of times, yeah. Sometimes I'll get up at 2 or 3 in the morning and put them on. Mm -hmm. And then at, um, you know, say 10 or 11, pull them off. Right. And wrap, is done. And put them on, and then by 3 or 4, they're, they're pretty much ready to go. Okay, so listen, we're going to take these back out, put them on the grill, let them do their thing again for another about an hour and a half. So we're going to take a break right now on cooking in the dark. Don't go anywhere because these ribs are going to be delicious. And if you hesitate, you might miss out. We don't want that to happen. We'll be right back. Cooking in the dark. Cooking in the dark. 
Now here's more of the show with Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, Cheryl, let's go get these ribs. They've been out there for a long time. I've been tracking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing your fingers tap, tap, tap. <laughs> you know that old cookie uh, monster commercial, you know? <laughs> what? Ten minutes? Yeah. How much time is left? Eleven. <laughs> All right. These off the grill here. The Mike Levin mitts. We're just going to grab them and chuck them right on the pan. I want to open this foil up. Okay. Ooh, it's hot, 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 hot. Put my mitts back on. That's that one. See if I can do this. Yeah. Not too bad. Okay. What I'm doing is taking a knife and just splitting the the foil. Mm. And I'm folding it back to get right. to the ribs. Right. Ribs and just lay them on the grill again. I'm not going to put them in the rib rack. I'm just going to lay them across the, the grill. We're only going to let them stay out here for about an hour. About another hour on low with a little smoke. And then with the... With the heat on them, they're going to crisp up just a little bit. They're going to be really good. So we'll just let these do their thing. And I'll tell you what, Mr. Producer, if you can throw the time machine in here, we'll jump forward an hour and come to a complete stop. Woohoo! Cheryl, you here? I, are you kidding? Of course I'm here. <laughs> We're talking ribs. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Let's get our ribs off of here. Let me get my mitts on and grab. So we're going to bring these inside, y'all. I think we're going to boil up some corn. We picked up some roasting ears at the grocery store. So I've got my... These we're just going to boil in here in the kitchen. Okay. Let me show you how to do that. That's pretty pretty easy. And to make sure they're sweet... Oh, I feel we'll... a Horshack moment coming, but I'll... <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> All right, go, no, it's, yeah, it's gone. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Mr. Carter. <laughs> this corn's kind of late in the season. So I want to make sure it's sweet. Okay. So let me get my water going. I'm using my... Uh, six quart pasta locking lid pasta pot fill it up about halfway with water we're gonna get this water boiling mm -hmm. can't wait to sink my teeth in those ribs oh i'm sure that's gonna be like oh, awesome i know i know a little bit of I summer hope, i hope they come out as good as the ribs in st croix because my goodness those were Oh, just delicious. Hmm. I'm sure they will. They they smell fantastic. Yeah, well, you know what it was? It was the texture, the flavor, everything. Because I've had ribs by some people, and they're just overpowered with barbecue sauce. Yeah. You know? I've got a friend that when he does steaks, he, he takes ribeyes, and he marinates them in teriyaki. And I, I, I'm like, dude, what are you doing to that steak? <laughs> Killing it. Man. Slap it on the grill, let's burn it and eat it, you know? Oh. 
So you're like, keep it basic, a little salt, a little pepper. little salt. Uh, well, you know what? Henry Casson taught me that. Yeah. He's told me, I'm going to shuck these corns real fast. And um, butter. Mm-hmm. And a little garlic powder. Mm-hmm. And a little salt. Oh, okay. So what I'll do is I'll salt them first. Right. Rub some salt on them. Not a, not a little bit, but not a whole lot either, mm-hmm. you know? And that salt kind of helps get into the meat and break it down. Okay. Okay. And then I'll come back with... There's one roasting ear. So these are these shuck are pretty easy. I'm just pulling the shucks down from the top and trying to get as much hair as I can. And I tell you, since they've started playing with the genes of all of these, they've uh, really made them shuck and clean up so easy, getting all the silk and stuff out of them. But Henry taught me that. You rub a little salt on them. Mm-hmm. And come back with a little bit of butter and a little bit of garlic powder. Rub that into the meat. Right. And go throw them on the grill. I do a two-stage cooking. Mm-hmm. I do them. So I've got one part of the grill real hot. The other part not so. You know, more at about a medium heat. Mm-hmm. So I throw them on one side for two minutes and sear them. Flip them and let them sear on both sides. And then I move them to the slow part, to the lower temperature cooking. And that's where I let them you know, cook for about four to five minutes per side, depending on how people want them done. Right. You know, rare, medium, rare. Usually a ribeye, I try to do ribeyes about medium rare to medium well, somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody likes them well, I try to go medium well. So there's just a touch of pink in them, but not bloody, right. you know. And um, a medium or so has got a little more pink. Yeah, I don't like blood in my steaks, but at the same time, a good steak, if it's cooked right, man, you shouldn't have to put sauce on it. You shouldn't have to have marinade. You shouldn't have to have any of that stuff on it. I mean, it's just that raw meat should really do its thing. Yeah. Okay, here's the secret to doing sweet corn, y'all. Your pot of water, mm-hmm. as it starts to heat up, we want to add about a quarter cup of sugar. To the water, quarter cup to a half a cup. Wow! Depending on how many roasting ears, we're only doing three roasting ears, mm-hmm. so I'm only going to add about a quarter cup. Kind of makes a sweet little syrup. No, not really. I mean, you can't. It doesn't get sticky. You know, it doesn't. Um, like sometimes, if you make simple syrup or something, you know, one part water to one part sugar. Whoo! Mm-hmm. Don't spill that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mess, man. <laughs> okay. And do you just you just pour the sugar in and just do you stir it a little bit or yeah, do you just leave a little? We just put it in. I just put the 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 uh, canister of the sugar back away. Okay. So once you put it in, just stir it up. The sugar will dissolve pretty quickly. Okay. Into your water. And then we're gonna boil the roasting airs for about ten minutes. And that's it. I have to say, my my sister-in-law told me about microwaving corn. Yes. Like, you know, you take all the stuff off as usual, and then usually like three minutes, I think. Boom. Yeah, three to four minutes, depending on your microwave, for an ear of corn. Now, my dad's, because they grow corn in their backyard. Mm -hmm. They get a garden up there. Yeah, we've actually gone out, pulled roasting ears off, 
especially right in the middle of the summertime, those nice big dudes. I'll put these in. Let me put the lid on. And, uh, yeah, pulled them right off the, the stock. Yep. Took them in, shucked them, nuked them, and ate them. Oh, delicious. So good. I mean, it's good ear of corn. I mean, especially right in the height of summertime. I mean, you can eat it right off of the stock without even heating it up, and it's delicious. The corn's so sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of worried about these stocks are a little bit small. The kernels are kind of smaller. It's getting late in the season. I mean, even down, I mean, some parts of the country, they're probably already growing corn for, you know, for hogs now. But um, so I just want to make sure that, that they're sweet because uh, I love sweet corn, but it's got to be sweet. Right. So that's boiling up. I'll tell you what, our corn will be done. It will be time to eat. All right. So we'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Do going. Now with more of the show, here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell. All right. Welcome back. I've got my plate. Mm, these are excellent. Look <laughs> at this. Now, I'm cutting these with a knife, but as I'm doing so, they're just pulling apart. Totally. Perfect. Nice texture. Not too wet, not too dry. I imagine they're going to taste great, too. So throw these on the plate here, but here you go, Cheryl. Let me bring this over to you. So what we did today, we did a couple slabs of ribs. Basically, we didn't do anything real fancy with them. Salt, pepper, and a little bit of garlic powder. Not a lot, just a light dusting. I kind of patted it and rubbed it into the ribs. We put them on, we used the, the grill, the gas grill. We put them on a gas grill on low. Now, I had the very far right-hand burner on, on the grill. And we put the ribs in a rib rack on the far left-hand side of the grill. We filled up our little um, wood chip box, if you will. You know, the one I made out of the, the beer can that I told you about? Put that down in the pit next to the burner so that as they cooked, those chips burnt and filled the grill up with smoke. So we kind of smoked the ribs. We let those go for two hours. Then we pulled them off, and we made up a little sauce out of a cup of ketchup, half a cup of 57 sauce, and about a tablespoon of chili powder. Mixed that up and just lightly coated both sides of the ribs. We wrapped each slab of ribs in its own foil. Each slab was mixed in foil, or was wrapped in foil. And then we put those back on the grill on low heat again. We didn't change the temperature of the, of the grill, and just let them do their thing for about an hour and a half. I didn't leave them on for two hours. We went about 90 minutes. Pulled them off, opened them up, and took them out of the foil again, and then laid them back on the grill. When I put them back on the grill, y'all, I put them meat side up. So the curved side was down, and we let them cook another hour on the grill, same low temperature, with the smoke going, and then we popped them off, and here they are. Delicious. The corn on the cob was even easier. We just shucked the corn. We filled up our locking lid pasta pots with about halfway full, so it's about three quarts of water. We added a quarter cup of sugar to the water to make it sweet, popped our roasting ears in there, and let them go for about 10 minutes. 
pulled them out. And here's then you got butter, a little salt, pepper if you want it, mm, a little lemon pepper. That would be delicious too if you want to do that. So they're all good, y'all. All good. So cooking in the dark. We did ribs. Oh, love them, love them, love them. So Cheryl, I think we're done here. I'm ready to eat. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm eating. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> all right. Remember these ribs. They're a beer-friendly recipe. That means you can drink beer when you do the recipe, and it'll come out delicious. <laughs> For Cheryl Cummings and Tim Cummings, I'm Dale Campbell. This is Cooking in the Dark. We will see y'all next week. AMF. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark was produced by THC Productions. Oh, yeah.